The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, good Wednesday morning to all of you, or afternoon, I guess, depending on wherever you happen to be. Uh, I happen to be here in Portland, Oregon, in the beautiful and sunny, yes, sunny Pacific Northwest, I am your host, Nora Gadgaudis, and I want to welcome you all back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Well, here we go. Hot off the press here, almost literally. A cookbook, everybody, was just published that I want you all to hear about today. This isn't just any old cookbook, and trust me, uh, these recipes are anything but boring. Now, not all of it is something I'd, I'd necessarily make, but this cookbook comes, dare I say, closer to any I have seen to being a, literally a companion guide to my own book, Primal Body, Primal Mind. Now, there is, of course, a reason for this that I will let our first guest, the author, tell you about. Now, many of her recipes are simply to die for, though, and most of them, I'm happy to say, are relatively simple uh, to prepare. Well, starting way down in the Bay Area back in 1973, Polly Halstead's background in the culinary arts is an impressive one. From running her own restaurant there to an acclaimed catering service in Napa Valley, Polly knows food, and she's come to embrace a truly sort of unique foundational approach to food that is far too often overlooked. In other words, sustainability for optimal health of both land and body. So it is an honor here to welcome Polly Halstead, the author of Cuisine for Whole Health, Recipes for a Sustainable Life, to the show. Welcome, Polly. Thank you so much, Nora. It's an honor to be here, and uh, I just uh, am so grateful for your um, enthusiastic <laughs> response to my book. Oh, well, I mean, how could I not, really? <laughs> we had all, well, you know, we really only have a few short minutes here, but I wanted my listeners to know who you are and know about your amazing book. I mean, I'm, I really was quite taken aback. I knew it was going to be good, but I was taken aback by how absolutely beautiful it is. Um, also, just visually stunning. Some of the photographs are amazing. So tell us, Hall, how this came about and, of course, also why it's such a wonderful companion guide to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Well, the book came about uh, as a result of my own um, search for health. Um, I've been, as I have found out, uh, probably hypoglycemic all my life, had a number of other, you know, things that went wrong, inflammatory conditions, depression, all of it. And I never connected um, all of that with my diet, even though I knew I should be eating healthier 
I really didn't know what healthier was. And it's kind of interesting to have been in the food business, and I've seen, seen this with a lot of other people in the food business. Uh, they want to create this beautiful food, but nobody is really clear about how uh, it is nourishing us. So, I mean, um, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I met you last spring while I was writing the book. Uh, I had my blood test, found out a lot of things uh, that I knew. Well, actually, yeah, before we even met, you... Um... Yeah. Well, actually, I think you found the book first before we yeah, ever even met. I had the book. And then uh, that's, that's I had where to the start trouble started. Ser- seriously, uh, rewriting the book and editing the recipes to uh, to um, make sure that the meats uh, were were exclusively grass fed. I put less protein than is normally uh added into recipes and I upped uh the fats in the recipes, especially the good fats, grass fed butter, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil. So all the recipes are really geared towards eating this nutrient dense diet. Yeah, you're making me hungry already. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I've been fortunate enough to sample a, a few meals uh from you know and, and other items from your book. And uh, to call them memorable, I think, is a bit of an understatement. I mean, your recipes are extraordinary. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, I I just wanted them to be interesting, to taste good, and also economical for families. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing I want to stress uh, in in eating this way, that it, it can be a lot more economical. And today it it will make the food budget stretch further. Yeah. And, and you know, of course... If you're eating healthfully, also, I mean, this this is saving you countless, um, you know, uh, countless financial strain when it comes to healthcare costs. And oh, you know, yeah. Most people are just one bad diagnosis away from complete financial disaster. So yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it's just it's, this is so wonderful on so many levels. I, I'm not much of a chef, you know, myself. I have to admit, I, I, I make a few things really well, and I can do a good job if I'm having say, company over for dinner, but most days I keep it pretty, I mean, almost embarrassingly simple and uninteresting. I mean, I think it, what I eat is delicious, mind you. I love the way I eat, but it's not, you know, there are not too many bells and whistles. So no one ever really taught me how to cook, so most things don't take me more than about five minutes to make. But your books, your book actually uh, keeps things pretty simple, though. Well, they do, because actually I eat simply, believe it or not, even though I've been a chef and sometimes I've cooked, you know, more fancy meals for other people on a day-to-day basis, I eat very, very simply and basically, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the stuff is absolutely, um, in, in this book, is really pretty amazing. I've actually been taken aback at, um, because, of course, I ordered a whole bunch of books from you um, to have here. You know, and I expected a few of my clients um, who were sort of looking for recipes and looking for ways of applying what they had read in my book, uh, I expected a few of them to be interested in, in, you know, in your book. But what I've been taken aback by was how fast they were flying out of my office. I mean, I, I literally have people coming in. And they, they went out and they bought one, took it home, and then they came back and said, I want four more, please. And people are giving these away to their neighbors and their friends and their family, and they're saying, oh, my God, you have to try this stuff. It's it's kind of amazing, and one of the yeah. comments that another uh, you know that a client made too was just how educational um, your book is. In addition to having just these amazing recipes. 
Well, thank you, uh, and I hope people do read the uh, first part of the book when they put their hands on it because it does explain why the recipes are the way they are. It's really important to understand all this. But other people who have read it say it's easily understandable for the for the average person, you know, because I'm not a medical person and I'm not a scientist, so I, right. I had to make it uh, easy to read and easy to understand. Right. And it is. I mean, it's just, it's very well, the whole thing is really very well put together, and a lot of people have commented on that, too, that, oh, they're like, I'm so glad that she did this, and I'm so glad that she did that, and, um, you know, um, yeah. yeah, there are just so many recipes. I mean, I know I've had your your uh, Thai, uh, Thai, is it chicken salad with, uh, Oh, that that dressing. Or oh, the Thai salad with spicy oh. dressing, or whatever. Oh, oh my God! Oh my great. God! <laughs> you could almost use it. You know, you really ought to issue a cigarette with that one. <laughs> um, well, and uh, yeah, just all of this stuff. You know, Japanese scrambled eggs. You know, the, oh, yeah. it's, there's so much in here that is, uh, you know, really creative. Yeah, it, it is fun because you know people. People think if they, if they have to change their diet and get off starches or whatever, they're going to be bored and unhappy. And I just wanted to write a book that lets people know, no, you don't have to be bored and unhappy. Right, <laughs> right. now people think, you know, they're not eating pasta and bread and all yeah. that stuff, you know, that, oh, my right. God, what do you eat? <laughs> you know, and I find that really laughable because I just, I feel like my diet is completely indulgent, you know, and the yeah. way I eat. Now, mind you, you do have some recipes with things like rice that you know I don't I don't eat rice and and right. you have things like honey and agave li- listed in you know in here and I tend to not particularly and you know, I tend to tell people more so to use stevia for things um right but you know I mean yeah there are some exceptions to what I would normally make for myself or or advocate but gosh by and large I I really haven't found anything closer um to you know, being a companion guide, and yeah, um, and it's just very, very cool, very, very cool. Well, one one thing I did want to say is uh, when I started to really pay attention last spring <clears throat> after I saw you and had to go through three months of uh, you know uncomfortable sugar withdrawal, um, that it was the addition of these essential um, uh, fats, these good dietary fats that helped me over the hump. And the real um, thing that I began to experience and notice was the incredible effect on my nervous system. That That is one thing that I hadn't expect, expected to start feeling really well for the first time in my life due, due to the higher fat intake. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and I think it's really good for people to hear, too. Yeah. Um. Well, Polly, I want everyone here to know how to find your website. All righty. It's um, www.cuisineforwholehealth.com. And it's a great website, too. And, yeah. um, you know, and for everybody listening, you know, Polly and I are actually talking about um, creating some workshops together. Um, I don't know if we're going to be taking that on the road or what's going to be going on, <laughs> but, but please stay tuned to both of our websites to get yeah. further updates on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Polly, I want to thank you uh, for taking just this few minutes out of your time uh, to share all this with us today. I mean, there's so much more to know, and I wish we had a whole hour. But I encourage people to go to your website and, uh, you know, explore that. And by all means, just get this book. It's you, you will not regret it. 
you know, my great regret, of course, is that we don't have more time. But your cookbook is amazing, and oh, you're complete. You too, you know, you're completely wonderful. <laughs> um, people are going to love your book and your website, um, and uh, I look forward to hearing lots more about you in the future. Okay. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more. So thanks again, Polly. Thanks a lot, Nora. Yeah. And, and for those of you listening, please stay tuned. In just a couple of minutes here, after this break, we'll be welcoming Colleen Dunseth to the show. She's a nutritional therapist and educator extraordinaire. She'll be taking um, us on this journey here, talking with us about digestion yet again, um, with a special focus on an all-too-neglected part of digestion, our gallbladders. Contrary to popular belief, folks, you do need one or at least are much better off with one than without one. So stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Looking for a different kind of health show? One that addresses you and your health? Let the Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, address your individual needs and questions. Host Dr. Michael Wald has spent over 20 years studying and helping his patients uncover the causes of health problems, solutions, and answers to keep them healthy. Now he's here to help you. Tune in to The Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Oh, welcome back to the show. Well, before we continue, everybody, let me first voice the uh, obligatory standard disclaimer here, uh, given our topic today, that nothing we are going to talk about today in any way, shape, or form is meant to substitute for medical advice, or is it meant to prescribe, prevent, treat, or cure any medical condition. And if you have a medical condition, you should always consult with a qualified licensed healthcare provider for that. So, that being said, Colleen Dunseth is the Director of Education for the Nutritional Therapy Association and is herself a nutritional therapy practitioner as well as a colon hydrotherapist. Colleen teaches certification classes for the Nutritional Therapy Association and is among the finest teachers I have ever learned anything from in my life. No lie. She is greatly adored and respected by many, and I think you'll agree she's an extremely fine and extraordinarily knowledgeable presenter. Um, I'm honored and downright tickled to welcome my mentor, colleague, and dear friend, Colleen Dunces, to the show. Welcome, Colleen. Nora, I am blushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it was worth it. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. Yes. I, I myself am the here. one who is honored to be here today. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. So, so we attempted to tackle the um, all-too-broad and important subject of digestion on the show the last time you came on here. And uh, unfortunately, of course, we were barely able to touch upon uh, the importance of what we are going to be devoting our time to today, which is the oft-overlooked importance of our gallbladders. Now, you know, people nowadays, of course, they're, they're getting their gallbladders removed in <laughs> record numbers. I mean, often, in fact, healthy gallbladders are being removed routinely as a some sort of adjunct to, like, elective surgeries or as a so-called, quote-unquote, preventative um, people are told they just simply don't need them. Um, the conventional mantra, of course, is that we somehow don't need uh, fat in our diets anyway, so why would we need a gallbladder? Well, I mean, we've talked many times um, about the extreme importance of fat and fat-soluble nutrients on the show. And, and, you know, guess what? We need to process that with folks. We need our friend, the gallbladder, and we need uh, more specifically, of course, bile. Now, we can certainly produce and use bile uh, without a gallbladder. So, Colleen, why should we care, anyway, if we have a gallbladder or not? Oh, very good question, Nora. And, you know, your point, um, the fact that the gallbladder is really our fat digestion organ and the fact that we are removing over, you know, 700,000 gallbladders per year. Wow. And as you said, sometimes, you know, maybe there's a symptom, um, maybe it's preventative, and very often the symptoms are presenting like gallbladder symptoms. We remove the gallbladder, but it's really something else. So, you know, the fat issue, we've been on this, you know, the, we're, we've been supporting the, the big fat lie for over 60 years in this country. Yeah. We've been on a low-fat diet for that amount of time in this country. And I ask my clients and I ask my students and I ask you, are we any thinner as a country? And so it does sort of make sense that suddenly, along with tonsils, 
appendix and female reproductive organs that the yeah. gallbladder has become an accessory organ. Yeah, I know. They just sort of end up on the scrap heap. Oh, we don't need them anyway. Yeah, in fact. So, so here, a, a few of the, the, you know, the functions of the gallbladder really, the gallbladder is just a little. Yeah, yeah, let's tiny. start with vial and gallbladder 101 here. There we go. Just a brief and quickly. Um, the liver and the gallbladder are, are really organs that are inseparable in terms of what they do together. They work together. But the gallbladder has a very specific function. The liver produces a substance called bile which is mainly, interestingly, made of cholesterol. Evil cholesterol. Which is a whole nother topic, right? Yeah, the evil the cholesterol, as Janet Lang, that went over to the other side. Yeah, <laughs> come to the dark side. Dr. Lang says, yes, in fact. And um, then the bile is stored in a little storage pouch, which is the gallbladder. So the main functions, bile has some very major functions. The liver, as we know, is a filter for the blood. So it filters out metabolic waste and other toxins that come exogenously or endogenously into the system. The blood runs through the liver. The liver filters it and then dumps the toxins into the bile. The bile then is stored in the gallbladder and is removed. Those toxins are removed um, via the intestinal tract, via the colon. Other toxins, of course, are removed through the kidney, but the bile carries, it's like a river that carries the toxins from the body via, um, via the intestinal tract. Interestingly, um, the bile contains mainly cholesterol, which is built, of course, from healthy dietary fats. Wait a second, let me say that again. <laughs> healthy bile is built from healthy dietary fat consumption, both balance and quality. Yeah. Other other main um, substances would be things like bilirubin and um, bile salt and um, yeah. taurine. And yes, taurine and then things like um, inositol and choline, yeah. which are the lipotropic B vitamins, which help make it yeah. nice, thin, and free, free flowing. Yeah. So the so as the the toxins leave on this little river through the bile ducts, you know, as the 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 gallbladder will contract firing the, the bile into the small intestine and out into the colon, it's carrying these toxins out. And a substance called bile salt has two main functions. Number one, it digests in the small intestine, uh, helps digest the long chain or the unsaturated fats that come in through our diet, okay, first of all. And secondly, the bile salt stimulates peristalsis activity, particularly in the colon, meaning... When the bile arrives in the colon filled with toxins and waste products, it actually stimulates the colon to excrete it in a timely manner. Yes. Very, very important um, things to remember. So we've got the river by which toxins leave the body other than the urine. We've got fat digestion, mainly unsaturated fats. And then we've got um, the stimulation of peristaltic activity in the colon, meaning... Um, without the bile salts, we, we have, you know, issues with constipation and moving our bowel. Yes, I was going to say, anybody have any issues with constipation out there? That fiber doesn't seem to be helping and, and all of that. In particular, if fiber is not helping and you're constipated, fiber isn't helping. Um, one issue quickly with constipation, if you're extremely constipated, you're not moving your bowels uh, two, every two days or three days or more, do not take a fiber supplement. You will 
gum up the problem even more. So until you're moving more regularly using some maybe some herbal support, then you can add the fiber in. But the yeah. fiber, if it isn't working, then you've got a bile salt um, deficiency. Yep, yep. And a lot of people, too, they just don't drink enough water either, and that could certainly be part of the problem. But... Oh, on and on. That's a whole yeah. other topic is uh, the, the colon for, for a call. Yeah, no lie. No lie. Um, so, given, you know, uh, what, you know, the bile and the, and the gallbladder do, um, why is it then uh, that good, good gallbladders go bad? <laughs> Very good. Very well put. Well, it's just, you know, on another note, we've got the importance of the gallbladder is that it's our main, delivers our main fat-burning organ. And without healthy gallbladder function, we don't digest our fats, yep. uh, mainly our unsaturated fats. The question is, are saturated fats, what happens to those? Basically, those medium and short-chain fats, the saturated fats, actually do not have biliary requirements. Yep. And we'll talk about the use of those, particularly in people who are having problems with the gallbladder. Yep. So things that go wrong is you know, number one is our, our fabulous standard American diet. So number one, to build that healthy cholesterol, to build a nice, thin, free-flowing bile, we need healthy dietary fat, not not trans fats and processed fats. So we need the, the quality fats. We need them in sufficient quantity. So our low-fat diet for the last 60 years certainly is contributing, plus our processed fat diet. And we also need balanced fats. We need a good balance of the saturated and the unsaturated fats. We, um, we also need healthy thyroid function. Hypothyroid will actually create thickened bile. Yep. It precipitates some of the other substances out, creating a thicker, more viscous bile. Estrogen dominance, which is a huge problem with the environmental toxins that we're exposed to. Estrogen dominance will create uh, thick, viscous bile. Another, so these, um, as the bile gets thicker um, and the viscosity increases, we have what can be called sort of a formation of gallstones. And there are several types of them. Number one is this thickening of the bile, then creating sort of these globs of, of cholesterol. Another problem uh, with, that, with gallbladder um, function is inappropriate metabolism of calcium. So, for instance, calcium deposits are often found in the gallbladder. Other symptoms of poor calcium metabolism might be bone spurs, um, kidney stones, for example. Right. So you, right. If a person has either of those two issues... Or a hardening of the arteries. Well, yes. You know, for that matter. Yeah. So calcium can be deposited in the gallbladder as well. So when we get this either thickening of the bile, we now basically have... Rather than this watery, free-flowing substance, which is is stimulates um, is stimulated and shot into the small intestine in the presence of fat coming into the small intestine, there's a hormonal messaging that says for, ask the gallbladder to contract. And well, very powerful. Hold, 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 hold that thought for a minute because we have to go to a break, and I think that's a good place to stop. And so when we come back, we'll we'll talk about what the whole process of healthy fat digestion looks like. So 
you know, please stick around, everybody. We have Colleen Dunseth with us today of the Nutritional Therapy Association, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to the show. Well, everybody, we have with us today Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association, and she's here today talking us, talking to us about um, about a an aspect of digestion that really gets extremely overlooked. But, you know, today the whole issue of, you know, of, of gallbladder problems, I mean, it's, I, I can't almost believe the number of people I talk to who, um, you know, no longer have their gallbladders, had them removed, where there wasn't necessarily that much wrong with them. It's not like they had a, you know, a severe problem. It was sort of uh, sometimes preemptively removed. Um, I have a family member, um, you know, who's just in their 20s that recently had their gallbladder removed. Um, 
needless to say, I didn't have much say in that. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's almost kind of an epidemic thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gallbladder surgery comes in behind only two other surgeries in frequency, and that is C-sections and hysterectomies. Wow. And really, you know, literally I've, I've had doctor associates and friends who say they go in on Saturday, they learn the procedure, and they do their first one on Monday. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge problem. And just, just quickly, you know, one of the main problems here without our gallbladders, we don't properly digest fats. We don't right. properly remove toxins from the body. Right. Um, we don't have healthy functioning um, um, bowels unless we support somehow support our system, and that we can talk about briefly. But um, let me just um, quickly. Well, let's kind of start at the top a little bit. You know, kind of right. go back a little bit over that that sort of north to south process we talked about the last time you were on the show, so people kind of understand the process of how it is that we digest fat. Maybe they can it can help people appreciate a little bit why their gallbladders are so important. Yes, and this is one of those wonderful sort of cyclic processes where in order to properly digest fat, we need healthy fats in our diet. Yes. So when we ingest fat, um, the first thing we have the north to south process, everything has to be happening from, from the brain engagement, from, you know, chewing properly, from the proper hydrochloric acid production with the proper pH. Yeah. So if we're ingesting fat, and our pH levels are too low in the stomach. We don't get the right signal. You mean are too high. Yes, excuse me. The yes. pH levels are too alkaline in the stomach. We don't get the signaling in the small intestine for the next thing that happens. When fat arrives in the small intestine, it's the long-chain fats, or the, mainly the unsaturated fats. Their very presence stimulates messaging that causes the gallbladder, that great little pouch, storage pouch of bile, to contract and literally shoot the bile into the duodenum, the, the small intestine, and it emulsifies the larger fat globules so that then the pancreatic enzymes can digest them the rest of the way into their usable forms for the body. Right. Um, other fats, like the short and medium chain fats, mainly things uh, fats found in butter, found in coconut oil, and some other animal sources, those do not ha- have a biliary requirement. They go directly um, into portal circulation, directly to the liver. Yep. So, yeah, I think so, most people would be interested to know that a lot of the fats that they eat, you know, they eat a bunch of olive oil or whatever, it doesn't get absorbed into your bloodstream. And actually, most fats get absorbed into the lymphatic system. Exactly. Those 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 um, long-chain fats from the small intestine, once they've been acted upon by the bile first, then the enzymes are absorbed or diffused through that wonderful little semi-permeable screen that is the lining of the small intestine into the lymph system. And the, the lymph, lymph system, system will right? carry, that, carry that straight to the liver. Yes where in combination with those short-chain fats that came through portal blood circulation, they come together and they build healthy cholesterol. Yes. And, and here's the cyclical part, that healthy cholesterol then becomes part of a healthy, thin, free-flowing bile, which is then used again to digest fat. Yes. So the whole process is, is interdependent upon the ingestion of the right fats, the digestion of that fat, and the proper combination. And so 
the things that go wrong are basically, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we don't get the right fats, we get um, poorly processed, we don't get enough, and we don't get the right combinations. We start building inappropriate cholesterol, some of the other substances dissipate, and now we're getting sort of thicker bile slowly over time. And if we continue to do what we're doing, it gets thicker and thicker and can start resembling toothpaste. Mm-hmm. So one of the most important things is that contraction of the gallbladder literally shoots the bile out through the ducts and creates back pressure so that it bypasses the pancreatic duct and goes straight into the small intestine. Mm-hmm. But if it's thick and viscous, now we're having a little bit of excess buildup in the bile, right? If you think about your toothpaste, you know, you have to kind of squeeze it and try to get everything out. Or if, if, or if it was liquidy. a couple... Yeah. Yeah, otherwise you could just dump it and it would all come out. So over time, we're building up this thick um, bile in the in the gallbladder. When it is asked to contract, it becomes more difficult. And often we don't get enough bile out, so we are... And it, and it, it can is, hurt, too. People will oftentimes, uh, when this is happening, they'll feel kind of an achiness under there, well, sort yeah, of the right side and, of the rib cage. And over time, this is caused because... When we're squeezing, when it's squeezing and not enough comes out, we, you know, the body senses there isn't enough bile, so it will continue to stimulate that gallbladder. So the poor little thing is all full. It's all, think of, you know, billowing your cheeks out. You've got your mouth and you're trying to get this stuff out, but it's thick and viscous. And then you, you, you get this continual stimulus to, to try to get it out of there. So now we've got this inflamed, overstuffed, very uncomfortable gallbladder that is now not functioning efficiently because we're not getting enough bile out of there to do the job. So now we're starting to build unhealthy cholesterol. We're getting poorly digested fats, which can clog the lymph, which, as you know, many of you may or may not know, clogged lymph is basically what's at the root of cellulite production. Yep. And so we, so you know, eventually we've we've got this issue now where we're not getting our fats into the system to do all the amazing things they do for us: anti-inflammatory, intercellular communication, building our steroid hormones are just some examples. Immune function. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a hot button issue. You know, everybody's scrambling around trying to figure out how to support their immune system with all this stuff we have flying around. Whole other topic, but. You know, there's this whole issue, too, of not just dietary fat, which, of course, is crucial, but fat-soluble nutrients. I mean, ever hear of vitamin D, folks? (laughs) You know, vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K, which is, of course, a whole uh, other sort of, quote-unquote, new fat-soluble nutrient gaining momentum in in the news and the press. Um, How about beta-carotene or CoQ10? We need not just dietary fat to absorb these, but we need to be able to digest and assimilate them too. And of course, one more job for the old gallbladder and bile. Yeah. So, yeah, Colleen, you know, lots of folks out there uh, who are listening to you and going, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, they're, they've, they're already running around without their gallbladders. And uh, the cow's already out of the barn, the door's closed. So we need to talk about them and, uh, and uh, what they can do. Okay. Well, let's first. Um, there's there's a real progression here. Oh yeah. Because, let's, I'm sorry. Let's keep going. Yeah. Well, there's only, the the progression is that. Um, oh, and don't forget, if you've got that thick viscous bile, are your 
your liver is trying to filter the blood, what's happening to those toxins and those waste products? Absolutely. You know, they're backing up. We've got to, well, back up on the on the S-curves at rush hour here. So, you know, very important. So symptoms, there are particular, you know, symptoms that show up, but approximately 40%, according to statistics of people with stones, actually have no noticeable symptoms. But if you do start having symptoms, you'll things like bloating, which is something I like to call bloatosis. So <laughs> doctors like to give diagnoses, you know. But yeah. so you'll get bloating after eating. A lot of people they won't have a symptom; they realize, but they don't eat fat because it gives them digestive problems. Right. So, and then we'll have um, other symptoms as it gets worse. Is that that we get more and more congestion in that in those in those ducts. People can actually start having slight discomfort. It can begin with just a twinge of, you know, something not working well, and it can go into full-blown, I think I'm having a heart attack. So the gallbladder is located under the right rib cage, just below the liver. So we can have pain there. We can have, it can move and radiate to the middle of the, of the back on either side. It can go all the way around the abdomen. And people have, we can, you know, have... Describe the pain as feeling like they are having a heart attack. So in the beginning, um, and constipation is another issue that may be because of the lack of bile salt. So in the beginning, some of the things that we can do to help to thin that bile, number one, if we have to determine, you know, if it's calcification, we have to work with the metabolism of calcium, which of course begins in di- with digestion. Right. The proper intake and then proper hydrochloric acid production. Um, and some of the things that we can do to reduce that are, of course, to manage our calcium metabolism. Um, so, but as far as the cholesterol stones, we have to um, start inge- get all the bad fats out and start ingesting appropriate amounts of healthy fats in, in a balanced manner so that we can build that bile. Um, some things that are good, for instance, for the liver, too, are things like lemon and bitter herbs. And in terms of directly with the bile, the amino acid taurine yeah. is very, very important. Vitamin C, lots of research on that to keep the bile thin. Um, betaine, which is found in beets. And people go, oh boy, they either hate them or they love the little red part. But the part that contains the highest amount of betaine is the very top of the beet where it meets the green. Yep. So if you can be sure to get the, both the, you know, the, the root and the green in with it. Yep. So, um, and other things that are very beneficial are the malic acid that is found in apples. Right, right. And, yeah, and actually, um, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll talk about a, a few little home remedy things that, that you can do um, to kind of support um, your healthy uh, bile function and, and things that, that you may be able to do at home with uh, things in your kitchen to, uh, to help things along. Um, well, we're talking today with Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes here. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. And we're talking today with Colleen Dunseth of the Nutritional Therapy Association about the whole issue of vile and gallbladders. Uh, which all too many people are um, are having problems with nowadays. And um, when we left off uh, to go to the break, we were talking about some some things that simple things that people can do at home, uh, things that they can add to their diet that maybe can kind of help if their bile has gotten a little too thick or stagnant to kind of uh, get things moving a little bit. Yes, indeed. Um, and that's the time, as we all know, to take care of those things is is. If you are having maybe eat before you have pain, for sure, you know, we've got some remedies for that as well. But um, before you have pain, things that are just healthy dietary support can be, um, including bitter, you know, greens in, in your salads and in your, in your meals. Things like, you know, dandelion root and arugula and some of those other substances are fabulous for liver function. And including lemon, um, maybe a little bit of lemon water, um, in the morning when you start or including lemon in, uh, in when you cook salad dressings and things like that. More directly, um, I have a recipe for something that I like to call the liver salad, which is really has no liver in it at all, but it's, it literally contains foods with the nutrients 
the bile. Um, and it contains beets, grated, grated raw beet, raw carrot, and tart raw apple. It's two sure parts. To grate those tops in. Yes, right. Yeah. But, yeah, if you can, at least the stems mm-hmm. in, in with that. So it's one part grated apple, two parts grated carrot, two parts grated beet. So if you did, uh, you know, a quarter of a cup of apple, it would be a half a cup of beet, half a cup of carrot, yep. and then the juice of a fresh lemon squeezed over top of that, and then you can drizzle on some kind of uh, healthy oil, like an extra virgin olive oil or something like that. That lasts about four days before you need to make some more. And well, take one I, I've also tossed a little bit of raw apple cider vinegar into that whole thing, and that's really yummy. Excellent, excellent idea. It's like, yeah, it's like salad dressing. Yeah. So that way you're getting the malic acid both from the apple and from the apple cider vinegar where it's much more concentrated. That's yes. great. Um, that, just have a tablespoon of that with a meal depending on how your blood sugar regulation is working because all of those together are, are, you know, a little bit on the, you just have to be careful with the volume. So one to two tablespoons with dinner and maybe lunch. And you can do this cyclically. Do it for a couple weeks, take a break, do it for a couple weeks again just to kind of keep things um, moving. If you are starting to have problems with um, pain and discomfort, more severe bloating and things like that, you can and you and you do not have this is a big big piece of this you do not have burning or known ulceration of the digestive tract the stomach or the the large intestine make sure that's not an issue you don't have pain or burning with eating then you can actually take the apple cider vinegar raw and unfiltered that spectrum or brags are the two main brands you can yeah. get and you mix approximately a teaspoon um, in four ounces of water three times a day. Some people take it straight. Some people sprinkle it over a salad or, or something like that, like we were talking about, but be sure not to leave it in the bottom of the bowl. Right. So one teaspoon up to actually one tablespoon three times a day. That is probably the most immediate and powerful bile thinning for maybe mainly the cholesterol thickening uh, for bile thinning known. Also, it's really good for the calcium stones. Yep. And if it's a calcification issue, uh, phosphorus and magnesium can be beneficial antidotally for a couple of weeks while you're trying to figure out your calcium metabolism. So I think pain. one really important thing to uh, issue to raise, too, if you're actually having pain, you know, there's a real suspicion of, of stones or whatever, you're probably not wanting to incorporate a lot of fat into your diet. It's really important to back off from dietary fat until you have this issue sorted out. Exactly. We don't exactly. want to trigger a gallbladder attack. Yeah. If you're having pain, but it's not severe enough to send you into the, the doctor. The problem is, is when people start having this kind of pain, they're not paying attention. When it comes and it's bad, they don't know what it is. So, boom, they're in the hospital. Yeah. And there you are. I mean, it can be so severe. There's sweating and there's hallucination and dizziness. I mean, severe pain plus the fear of what it is. You're laying there in the emergency room. The big light is on in your eyes. You can barely see. And there's a, a silhouetted figure with a mask and their, their glasses leaning over you saying, okay, ma'am, sir, we've figured out the problem and it's your gallbladder. And you have two choices. We can either leave it in or take it out. 
what are you going to say? Yeah. There you are. You're in this paint. You're like, you scream, take it out, <laughs> you know, get it out. So, so you don't, and you're not in the right position to be informed at that time, not that you would be anyway. So if you are experiencing pain, there are some things that you can immediately do to help reduce that and, and nutrients. Real quick, you like. have like a minute here. Okay, so so that's what you want to do. But if if you what you need to do number one is to stop eating fat. If you've made it through the attack, you still have your gallbladder. Stop eating fat for approximately a week, and begin on a on a uh, protocol of bile salt. Yes. In the form of ox bile. And, yeah. and then you can buy this at health food stores, folks. In fact, yeah. if you don't have a gallbladder anymore, this is kind of an essential piece of, uh, of supplementation for you, really for the rest of your life. You're going to want to be taking these bile salts with every meal. Could that contain fat? Great. It's like a diabetic who doesn't make insulin. It's just a simple fact. You're missing an organ, and that will help you do what your gallbladder does. But you also, it's very important to take care of the initial problem, and that is to create thin, healthy bile in the liver. Because if now that you don't have your gallbladder, you've got this sort of slow, eking bile drip and that bile and that is unhealthy like that is actually acidic instead of more neutral and alkaline, which it isn't healthfully. So now you've got this drip, this constant drip into the small intestine, and it's acidic and it irritates the lining, which now contributes to the whole other myriad of intestinal inflammation. Yeah. Not to mention the fact you're just, you know, you're not digesting as well. Right. So include a bile salt, possibly some phosphatidylcholine lecithin, yes. and work to continue to thin the bile in the way we talked about earlier. Uh, this is, that's perfect. Absolutely wonderful, uh, advice. Well, Colleen, you are, as always, an utter treasure trove of information and enlightening wisdom. You really do a better job than almost anybody I've ever seen or heard of explaining things in a way people can grasp and, and actually appreciate with a decided flair, of course, for entertainment, I might add. So. Thank you for keeping me on track, my dear. <laughs> I certainly urge anybody hearing this who might be interested in a first-rate, accurate, and foundationally functionally-based nutritional education to call the NTA, the Nutritional Therapy Association, for more info. You sure can't go wrong there. Well, Colleen, thank you, thank you, thank you again. This has really been great. Nora, thank you so much. It's my pleasure, my honor to be in the show. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. And, and for all the rest of you out there listening, mark next week's show on your calendars. We're going to be welcoming back the brilliant, articulate, and incomparable Dr. Janet Lang to spend the whole hour telling us about the thyroid and also the little understood connection to one of the most critical and depleted nutrients in the Western diet iodine. If you have a thyroid issue, know someone who has a thyroid issue, or you're wanting to be enlightened and entertained by truly one of the great masters of functional endocrinology in our time, then you cannot afford to miss next week's show. Until then, remember, if it wouldn't look like food to somebody wandering around 40,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for you now either. My name is Nora Gagoutis. You've been listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, and uh, Please tune again, uh, in again to the show next week. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, 
offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements, For every health professional, you can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week.